Good evening, Hampton Roads, North Carolina, and internet listeners everywhere. Welcome to this December 18th, 2018 episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're tuned in to WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. I am your host, Bishop Hodges, and this is the broadcast where we break down and discuss the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. For your information, God designed and instituted marriage and the family to build society on. Unfortunately, sin entered the picture and warped God's original design. The mission of Marriage and Family Clinic is to restore, build, strengthen, and perfect marriage and family relationships. Again, welcome to this episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. Right here, WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. I want to begin this week by wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas. Uh, there is a reason for this season and every other season of the year, and that is God's gift of His Son, Jesus Christ, to the world. And that's reason enough to celebrate all 12 months, all each and every 365 days of the year. Jesus is God's gift of grace to us, and He is also our example of righteous living. And the benefits we have from knowing Jesus are worth acknowledging and celebrating all year long. Ray Charles asked the question in his song entitled Christmas Spirit, Why Can It Last All Year? So be careful about how much you spend and make sure you're managing your stress, manage your expectations. Make sure you touch somebody's heart and allow somebody to touch your heart with true love so that you can have a very Merry Christmas. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I started a series on the parent-child relationship. And prior to having children, hardly anyone sits down and asks themselves the question, why am I a parent? Or what is the purpose of a parent in the life of the child? All things, including relationships, they just work better when we aim for something. Some intelligent, wise person has said that if you aim for nothing, that's exactly what you'll hit every time. Absolutely nothing. So by the same token, if we have children without a good sense of purpose, without a good sense of, of what's supposed to happen in the parent-child relationship, we're aiming for nothing, and that's exactly what we're going to hit, nothing. And when I say if we're aiming for nothing in the parent-child relationship, then you can use your own imagination and kind of forecast what that child will turn out to be like. Things just work better when purpose is connected. Things just work better when you have a sense of, of as we say in the military, a mission. You need, you need a mission. All right. So over the last couple of weeks, I, I discussed the nature of children. And as we discussed things working better when they're connected to purpose, uh, we talked about over the last couple of weeks the nature of children. And we talked about parents' responsibility to children. And we discussed children's responsibilities to their parents. And when it comes to why parenting, when you're asking the question, why parenting? What's so important about parenting? What's the purpose of being a parent? Why have parents? Well, here it is. As we told you, as we discussed when we talked about the nature of children over the last couple of weeks, keep this in mind, and you can answer the question, why parenting? And what's the purpose of parenting? Children are born messy, 
and the mess that they're born with must be nurtured out of them. Parents are responsible to nurture the messiness out of their children, and children are responsible to obey and honor their parents. There it is in a nutshell. Uh, you can boil it down to a very simple axiom, a very simple truth, and very simple facts. You don't have to get too deep in it. The purpose of parent is to love children and nurture them out of their messiness so that they can become a part and a productive part of society and a loving member of a family. That's it in a nutshell. You know, I want to continue this week on the point of parents' responsibility to their children also. This series I'm calling it uh, The Parent-Child Relationship, but it's dealing a whole lot more with the impact that parents will have on the lives of their children. Uh, probably have more parents listening to me than children, and probably definitely be more helpful to parents than children. And, and quite honestly, the most important part of the parent-child relationship is the parent, because whatever it's in the parent, it's going to flow down to the child. And whatever the child is going to be in life, it's up to the parent. It's part of that parent's responsibility to help that child become whatever it is they're going to be. So always keep in mind, always keep in mind the truth that children are a gift from God. And I'm going to continue to say that because it needs to become a part of our psyche. It needs to become a part of our, our uh, mindset when we're dealing with children, either our children or anyone else's children. Children are a gift from God. And seeing your children as God's gifts will change your attitude towards them. I guarantee you, if you start focusing on and if you start picturing and considering your children, if you really hold them dear in your heart as a gift from God, you will start seeing your children differently. You start feeling differently about them. You start treating them differently. Your attitude towards them will change. Things will change. Because the truth of the matter is, being a parent, parenting, is your great honor and your grand opportunity to open up and enjoy the contents of those gift packages called children. Yes, children are a gift from God. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, it's your great honor, it's your grand opportunity to open up those gifts and enjoy the contents of those packages we call children. Because when parents take the time to love and learn their children and then love their children through what they learn about their children and love their children in spite of what they learn about their children the relationship the parent-child relationship can be more awesome than anything you could ever imagine it's a lot of work it's consistent work it requires diligent work but take the time to love and to learn your children and learn what you love about your children. Love what you learn about your children. Uh, love what you learn about your children in spite of what you learn about your children. Because I'm promising you, if you do it, the parent-child relationship can be more awesome than anything you could have ever imagined. So children are God's gifts to parents. And it's the parent's great honor and high privilege 
to open up those gifts and enjoy the contents of them. You know, God gives these gifts because he means for parents to be stewards of those gifts. And I want to take a thought, I want to take a lesson from uh, the Bible here. If there's one thing that God is looking for is faithfulness and stewardship. And he gives children to parents because he means for parents to be stewards of those gifts. Now, stewards are caretakers of another person's goods. Simply put, stewards are caretakers of another person's goods. And stewards are responsible not only to care for another's goods, but to return those goods to the owner with profit. Mm -hmm. So children are God's gifts to parents, and parents are stewards of those children that God loaned to them. And as stewards of those children, parents are responsible to return the children back to God with profit. What do you mean back to God with profit? I mean to return them to God matured, serving, productive, growing, uh, contributing members of society, reaching their potential, chasing their destinies, in charge of themselves, in charge of their environments well adapted with virtue return those children to God with profit and when parents see themselves as stewards or keepers or caretakers of God's gifts the children and learn to love those gifts those children like they deserve to be loved my 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 uh, uh, the parents effect is a child growing in appropriate self-respect and respect for others. Let me say that again. When parents see themselves, really envision themselves as stewards and caretakers of God's gifts, when parents see their children as gifts from God, and when their parent learns to love the child, the children, like they deserve to be loved, then the effect is going to be the impact, the result, the outcome is going to be a child who grows in appropriate respect for themselves and respect for others. The child grows in a healthy, healthy degree of self-importance, feeling of uniqueness and has a good sense of how they fit in the world. And that's better described as self-esteem. That's a healthy self-esteem. When the child grows with a healthy degree of self-importance, a healthy, a healthy uh, 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 feeling of self-importance, a, a feeling of uniqueness and a good sense of how they fit in the world, then they will have a healthy self-esteem. But when the parent fails to see themselves as stewards or caretakers of God's gifts, the children, when parents fail to love children the way they deserve to be loved, then that outcome is going to be a child who grows with a serious lack of self-awareness and a lack of awareness of others. That child's going to be insensitive to both their own needs and the needs of others. They're going to be insensitive to both their own existence and the existence of others. When a parent fails to see themselves as stewards and caretakers of God's gift to children, when a parent fails to love the child like he or she deserves to be loved, that child is going to grow feeling either unreasonably good about themselves or they're going to feel unreasonably bad about himself or herself. 
Either way you go, they're going to feel unreasonably good or unreasonably bad. Their self-esteem is going to be too high or the self-esteem is going to be too low. The child's estimation of his or her own value or his and her own worth would be either too high or it's going to be too low. All because the parent is not approaching them from the right perspective. They may grow thinking and feeling that they don't fit or belong in the world at all. Or they may grow thinking and feeling that they are the center of the universe, the sun and everything and everybody else revolves around them. Again, in short, just to make it simple, we're talking about self-esteem. And self-esteem is important. How the individual sees themselves is utterly, eternally important. And parents, you have everything to do with that. You know, I, I, I don't have a better term for this right now, so I just use this pa uh, term when I'm talking about parents playing the right role in the life of the child and what the child has the potential to become. I'll just use the term and call it wonder parenting. Wonder parenting. And, 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 and so that, that's what I'm referring to. And, and it's this positive wonder parenting that lays the foundation that helps the child establish their identity and launch out into life and reach their potential. Parent, that is so up to you. That is so in your uh, realm of responsibility. That is so within your power to impact and to have an effect on. Wonder parenting. Wow. Hey, you are listening to us at WGPL 1350 on your AM dial this evening. This is the 18th December 2018 episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. We're here to restore, to build, to strengthen, to perfect marriage and family relationships. And we're here every Tuesday evening from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Please join in with us. And as I say on every week, do me a favor. Let me know that you're listening. Email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com or look me up on Facebook. You'll find me at Bishop Carl Hodges. Uh, let me know you're listening. Let me know something helped you. Let me know something didn't work for you. You got an idea or something that you need us to discuss and break down for you dealing with marriage and family relationships, contact me and let me know. But I really would appreciate hearing from somebody. My feedback is picking up a little bit. But I just need to hear from some more of you. We need to know if we're on the right path. We need to know how we're doing here. So again, contact me, email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com or look me up on Facebook. That's Bishop Carl Hodges. Let me know you're out there and listening to Marriage and Family Clinic. All right, so this term that I have for this positive parenting here, the type of parenting that I'm talking about, I'm just going to call it wonder parenting wonder parenting and and yes you are capable you can be a wonder parent wonder parenting is not determined by how much money you have and I think that's important for this season of the year also because so many parents try and be a wonder in the life of their children by spending a lot of money on them and they go into serious debt buying a lot of gifts around Christmas and don't know how they're going to pay for them the rest of the year, but they smile in the face of their children. And that's really being unhealthy, it's being dishonest, so forth and so on. So I want you to know that being a wonder parent doesn't require the most money in the world. 
Being a wonder parent is about the impact of your presence in the child's life and the values and the virtue that you pass on to that child. And that's why it's so important that you learn to love your child like he or she deserves to be loved. And when you get it right, you will have a child who views themselves in the right light. All right. So this wonder parenting I'm talking about, it's about laying the foundation for achievement. It's about laying the foundation for your child to prosper in the world. Now, you're not responsible, parent. You are not responsible for the child's achievement. You're responsible to be the kind of parent that leads and guides and loves a child, puts them on the road that is paved for them to achieve. That's your responsibility. They're going to have choices to make. But with you having a wonder impact in their life, they're going to be more prone to make the right choices. Parents, you know, you're, you are your child's first and most authoritative and influential teacher. And as I've said often before you are, uh, uh, I've said this often, you are teaching your children even when you don't mean to teach your children. Why? Because your child learns the most by your example and your consistency. Now I'm going to deal with this in another, uh, uh, on another evening, but I just mentioned this briefly. You are your child's first, most important, most powerful, most influential teacher because your children learn the most by your example and your consistency. Parent, you have the most, the greatest influence over your children for those first few years anyhow. And most of us who've had children who've grown up, we understand that when those children began to grow up there, and we'll get into this also, they become more social and, and, and you seemingly take on a role that appears to be less important. It's no less important. It just appears to be less important. But get this right here. Those first five years of the child's life, you have the opportunity to make a lifelong impact. And you're going to continue to impact their lives, but their first, those first five years are going to be so impactful, you can't even imagine the importance of those years. <coughs> so, mom and dad, you're their hero. So you better make the most of those years. Make the most of that time. Make the most of it because once it's gone, you cannot get it back. All right? So now, again, I've told you over the last couple of weeks that you cannot afford to allow your children to raise themselves. They just don't have the wisdom, the intelligence, the maturity, or the experience needed to form an appropriate or accurate picture of themselves by themselves. They just cannot do it. They can't learn to place the appropriate value or the appropriate worth on themselves by themselves. You can't leave them to raise themselves and expect them to come into the right knowledge by themselves. They can't do it. They cannot determine their own worth and come up with an accurate determination. In short, children cannot develop an appropriate self-esteem by themselves. Again, parents, your purpose in their life is to be there to impact their lives 
and to nurture the messiness out of their souls. And you have an unimaginably important role to play. You have an, you will make an unimaginably deep and heavy impact on the life of your child. Just keep that in mind. You have a limited amount of time to do it. You have a limited amount of time to do it. They cannot do it by themselves. They desperately need you there for that. That's what they need you for. So building healthy self-esteem requires you wonder parents to meet your children's needs. Now, I remember when I was a child growing up and we would say things to my mother like, uh, 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 I have needs, or I have needs. And, and when I was growing up, parents would turn around and tell their children uh, something like, you have the need that I tell you you have. Or you have a need when I tell you you have a need. Uh, that's the kind of parenting that some of us grew up with. It is what it is. We'll just admit it. It is what it is. But uh, 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 what I'm saying to you is I use that in jest, but I'm really saying to you the truth of the matter is that children have several very important needs. We don't have time to talk about all of them. We don't even have time to list them all shucks. I don't even know them all. But I know a few. Children have needs such as security and identity, belonging, purpose, achievement. Children have very particular, specific, and important needs. And parent, you wonder parents. It's your responsibility, it's your job to meet that child's need, to put them on the road to prosperity and reaching and pursuing their destiny. That's your responsibility to your child. They have security needs. Children need and they deserve a secure environment, a roof over their head, food to eat, clothes to wear, all free from abuse, and other factors and variables. They have security needs. Children are not supposed to have to worry about what they'll eat the following day or the next day. They're not supposed to fear an overbearing parent, an abusive parent. Children are not supposed to fear uh, uh, losing their homes. They have security needs. Moms and dads, wonder parents. It's your job to pro uh, provide for their security. Children also have identity needs. Children need a good sense of who they are. We like to teach our children self-defense. And when I grew up, and I've seen it ever since I've been a child, that parents, especially dads, would tell their children, if, if anybody hits you, you got a right to hit them back. And, and I know some parents who would even, if their children come home uh, from a fight, then they would take the child back to the fight and make sure they won, all this kind of stuff. And I see really ignorant stuff on the Internet where parents are egging their children on to fight. That's not giving them a sense of identity. That's not teaching them self-defense. One of the greatest weapons of self-defense that I've ever seen is giving your child a good sense of self-identity. A child who grows up with a good sense of who they are and who they belong to, that child has the best self-defense weapon in the world. A child who grows in a family where they're valued, where they're validated, where they're celebrated, that child grows into a teen and then into an adult who has a solid concept of who they are. And again, they're ready to chase their destiny. They're ready to achieve. They're ready to be productive and add to society and add to the family because they have a sense of identity. 
So children, they have these needs. They have belonging needs. Everyone wants to belong. Everyone wants to belong to a group. We're just wired that way. There's no need of fighting it. There's no need of arguing against it. <coughs> We're just wired that way. It's a natural dynamic. We need to feel like we belong. And children are no different. As a matter of fact, it's even more important for children. That's a part of the family's purpose. The family's is purpose to give us a place to belong. In the family, we get to belong to a loving, nurturing, supportive group. A protecting, providing, supportive group. That's the purpose of the family. We get to belong. And children need to sense, they need to experience a real sense of belonging. You know, that's where gangs and cliques and clubs and the like, that's where they get their popularity. That's where they get their power from. That's why they grow. That's why people want to be a part of a sorority, a fraternity, or whatever the case may be. Those groups, those organizations, they offer the individual a sense of belonging. So your child needs that sense of belonging. And parent, when you're being the wonder parent that I'm describing tonight, your child is going to grow up with a sense of belonging. I'm guaranteeing it to you. Your child also has purpose needs. I'm talking about the child's needs now, wonder parents. Your child also has purpose needs. You know, sooner or later, everyone asks the question, what am I here for? What am I supposed to do? What do I do? What am I good at? What am I good for? What, what, what do I add to the family? Spouses add, what do I ask? What do I add to the marriage? How can I add? What role do I play in the lives of my family, in the lives of my friends? What am I here for? Everyone is going to ask those purpose questions. But when the child grows in a nurturing, protecting, loving, providing family when they're validated and celebrated they grow in that family they're going to understand that they do have purpose they do belong they're here for a reason and they understand their purpose a child also has achievement needs I think we underestimate the good feeling and how important it is to achieve. There's some really good feelings that come from achieving. And that's why children love to hear you celebrate them for their good grades when they're in kindergarten. They may have drawn a picture, doesn't look like a dinosaur to you, but it's a perfect dinosaur to them. They saw it on, on Jurassic Park. When you celebrate them and commend them for that, they feel elevated, they feel uplifted, they achieve. Achieving is one of the best self-esteem boosters there is. And you know, everything that I've said up to this point has been to qualify what I've said to you over the last couple of weeks. And that is, parents have a responsibility to their children. And that includes meeting these needs. Now, the way that you parent, Wonder Parent, the way that you parent will determine how well you meet these needs. Moms and dads, you are the key to helping your child become all that he or she can become. You lay the foundation. You build on it by the way you love and care for your child. 
you lead and guide them in the way that they should go. And you make sure you learn and you grow yourself so you will know what way to lead and to guide them in. Because rest assured, whatever way you lead and guide them in, that's the way they're going to stay in. Again, we know that better by Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Whatever way you train them up in, that's the way that they're going to stay in. So please, get to know yourself. Understand your own self. Watch what you're passing on to your children. And if you got any questions about this, you need to go back to the lessons or, or the episodes that we talked about family patterns and how we pass on our excess emotional energy to our children. Be careful of what you're passing on. Know your own quirks. Know your own ideologies. Know your own uh, inhibitions, ambitions, so you can have the right impact in the life of your child. Be that wonder parent that I'm describing tonight. Because whatever way you lead them in, that's the way they're going to stay in. Parents have such a tremendously awesome responsibility to their parents, uh, to their children, excuse me. Yet most of our parenting skills come from on-the-job training. We learn most by trial and error. And more parents would tell you that I had more error than trial. Let me insert one of my favorite truths right here. <coughs> Again, if we want better children, we need to be better parents. I know I've laid a whole lot on you this evening, and, and actually, to be honest with you, I'm giving you more of an introduction to this sub subject than actually exploring and opening up this subject. Laid a whole lot on you this evening, but it's all critical, it's all important, and I hope we've said something to encourage you, to enlighten you, to give you hope. Again, if you got any questions in there, give us a holler. I hope I've stirred your mind and your heart and given you something to think about. Look, I'm out of time here, uh, but you've been listening to Marriage and Family Clinic here, WGPL 1350 on your AM dial, or you're listening to us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. We're here every Tuesday evening, 6 to 6.30 p.m., WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. Listen, do me a favor, give me a holler, write me a line, text me, email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Look me up on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. Let me know you're listening. Let me know you're hearing from us. Let me know if we're doing you some good. We would love to hear from you. I don't, I'm out of time, but as I always tell you, the only way that you can have peace is to surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. We'll see you. Merry Christmas and God bless you.